Welcome, and this is the Valley View Friends Church Sunday Morning Podcast. This is Pastor Josh. Thank you for joining me. Merry Christmas! It is Christmas Day, and I'm glad to spend a little bit of time with you today. At Valley View Friends Church, we are learning how to live as God's people, concerned with reaching and restoring hearts and homes with Jesus. If you want to learn a little bit more about our church, you can look us up on our website at valleyviewfriendschurch.org, or you can look us up on Facebook. And I want to encourage you to subscribe. That way you can always get the next podcast. Now let's turn our attention to this week's message. And today we celebrate Christmas Day, the arrival of Jesus. So Christians all over the world are celebrating. Pageants are being reenacted. Living nativities are being portrayed. Presents are given and being opened or perhaps already opened. Um, Maybe you opened them last night. I know a lot of people open presents on Christmas Eve anymore. We're celebrating Christ's arrival. We celebrate the salvation that Jesus brought us. And we look forward to Jesus' return, His coming again. Jesus has been born. He's arrived in human flesh. And He came to meet with us in a way that we could receive and understand. And I need you to hear this today. Christmas is about Jesus meeting with you and with me. This is important. Because that's what is at the heart of Christmas, is that Jesus wants to be able to reach out to you in a way that is meaningful, that you can comprehend. And so, I want to challenge you and ask you today, can you say that you have met with Jesus? What's your reaction to the idea of meeting with Jesus? You know, in the Christmas story, there's all kinds of people that meet baby Jesus, and each has a different background, a different reaction, a different approach to meeting with Jesus. And so, quickly, I want to mention just five groups of people, and we will do it quickly, that meet Jesus just after he's born. Each group has a different reaction to Jesus. Their encounters with Jesus should cause us to ask, how do we respond? How do you respond? How do I respond to meeting with Jesus? And hopefully, you can see yourself in a little bit of each of them. I want to start with the first group that we actually talked about last night in the Christmas Eve service and on the Christmas Eve message online here is the shepherds. I want to read you a little bit of their story again from the Gospel of Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 18. And it goes like this, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Then the angels, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about them, what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. When I think of the shepherds, I think of awe and wonder. 
That must have been their experience, awe and wonder. Shepherds were low on the ladder of the society. They were well known, but they were also unwelcome. Their job caring for sheep meant that they were almost perpetually unclean, and they were not considered spiritual role models. So they're unwelcome, they're uninvited, they're unwanted, and when it came when it came to religious events or important moments. And um, this is a group of people that's used to being left out. And the night that Jesus is born, we're told the shepherds, they're out doing their job. They're watching sheep. And for them, it was a normal night. But in a moment, everything changed. The shepherds who were used to being unwanted and left out were visited by an angel. They received the birth announcement of Jesus, the Savior. The shepherds were witnesses to the angels celebrating the birth of Jesus. They were told the location of Jesus and what to look for, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger, which don't ever forget, the manger is really an animal food bin. It's what they eat out of. In that moment, the shepherds had a decision to make. They could remain outsiders or they could go and meet Jesus. They could have said, Ah, we're just shepherds. No one really wants us around. Or they could have said, you know, somebody else more important will probably go see Jesus. But instead, they decide to go and find Jesus. They left their flocks, which is an unheard of thing to do for a shepherd. And then they went and told everyone they could find about Jesus. Imagine the courage it took for an unwanted person to tell others about Jesus. Each encounter was a risk of its own. It can be hard when you feel like an outsider, like someone unwanted. And uh, when you feel that way, it can be hard to receive love, to to receive acceptance when it's offered. And so, if you're an outsider, if you feel like an outsider, you stand on the doorstep of a choice. Will you be like the shepherds? And respond to Jesus with awe and wonder. It's no accident that the shepherds are in the story, the lowest of society. And also a part of the Christmas story are the magi, the wise men. And yes, yes, okay, they come later after the birth of Jesus. But they're part of those, of the group that welcomes baby Jesus. Or I guess they might have met toddler Jesus. So, let's read a little bit about the Magi from Matthew chapter 2. We're just going to read a couple verses, verses 1 and 2, and then verse 11. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Then down in verse 11, it goes like this. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Magi. Some of people think of them as kings. And they may be. Uh, Likely, though, they were not royalty. Uh, but rather wise men, men of learning, and yes, men of wealth and power. Uh, They were the opposite of shepherds. They are educated, they're powerful, they're wealthy, they're businessmen who are accomplished. They have enough wealth to give very elaborate gifts, very expensive gifts, and they have enough wealth to make a long journey that's months and months long. They have enough authority to immediately get a hearing with Herod, 
who is the king over the Jews right now, when they enter Jerusalem. And I, I wonder what they thought when they first saw Jesus' home. They could have decided he was too poor to be a king. I mean, I could hear what I'm going, I think this is a mistake. We must be in the wrong place. They could have decided that Jesus was too different from them. They could have said, is this really the king of the Jews? Is this really going to be a person of power and influence? Instead, they chose to worship Jesus. Matthew 2.11 tells us that these powerful men bowed down and worshiped Jesus. They took on humility and they bowed. They were sacrificial in their worship and they were sacrificial in the gifts they gave. They could have said, Jesus, he's not like me. They could have said, I'm too smart and powerful to make room for this peasant child. They could have said, I'm too busy to take the time to meet with Jesus. Now, I talked about making room for Jesus in our Christmas Eve service. A lot of us feel like we have no room for Jesus because he doesn't match our schedule, our, our plans, our dreams. We, we think we're too evolved, but we're not. A response from the wise men that I think we need to emulate is that they were humble. And they bowed down and they worshipped him. Let's talk about Herod from Matthew chapter 2. We're going to read verses 3 and 16. Now, I know Herod is a character uh, that you don't want to imitate. But I bring him up because more often than not, we humans exhibit very similar selfishness and self-protectiveness like Herod does. So I just want to read a couple of verses from his story. Uh, verse 3 from Matthew chapter 2 goes like this. When, Car- when King Herod heard this, meaning the news of the one born to be king of the Jews, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And then down in verse 16, when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time that he had learned from the Magi. Now, you could argue that Herod never met Jesus, and I will contend that that was Herod's choice. Upon hearing about Jesus, we're told that Herod is disturbed. Actually, we're told that all of Jerusalem is disturbed. And they might have been disturbed for two reasons. One, Jesus is going to interrupt the status quo, and nobody likes change. I know you don't, and I don't. Nobody really likes their world turned upside down, so they were disturbed. And number two, Jerusalem knew that Herod, when he was unhappy, he tended to hurt people. In fact, whole towns and cities could be killed. We find out later that he, when he cannot locate Jesus, he has all the boys who are Jesus' age in Bethlehem. He has them all killed. Herod was the ruler of Israel and king was his title. And he has a couple of reactions to Jesus. And at best, he simply doesn't care. I don't need to know about Jesus. So, he ignores him for the most part. But that doesn't really happen. Though sometimes we act that way. At the next level, he doesn't really have room for Jesus in his world. His attitude, though, is that Herod is king, not Jesus. Herod's desires and plans are what truly matter. 
And so we see Herod at his worst. He's threatened by Jesus, by a baby, and he tries to have him killed. Now, you probably don't want to have anyone killed. But we are more like Herod than we'd like to admit. We are self-interested. We like getting our way. We like being queen or king over our lives. And at best, we choose to ignore Jesus. Or we try to disassociate from him. And at our worst, we might attack Jesus or attack the church or the pastor or someone in the church just to avoid what Jesus is actually asking, which is for us to meet with him and to be like those magi and bow down and worship him. A fourth group of characters I want to mention from the Christmas story. Now, they're not usually a part of the Christmas story, but I think they need to be mentioned because they get to meet baby Jesus, and that's Simeon and Anna. If you were to go to Luke chapter 2, just after the the part we read every year that's so familiar of angels and shepherds and, and Mary storing up all these things to dwell upon, just after that, you can read Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 38. We won't read all those verses. And you hear about Anna and Simeon. And here's the thing about Anna and Simeon. They realize that meeting Jesus, that's for them. That's God's promise fulfilled in their lives. And they respond with joy. I want to read their story just a little bit here. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 32. And we'll read what's called Simeon's story. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the nations, a light for, the re- for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your, Lord, your people Israel. Now, Anna's story is just a few verses later. It's there in verse uh, chapter 2 of Luke, starting in verse 36. There was a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Then Then was a widow until she was 84. That's a long time to be a widow. She never left the temple. Let me read that again. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. These two, Simeon and Anna, had waited their whole lives for God's promise to be fulfilled. They could have given up, but they didn't. Their response was faithfulness, followed by joy. Will you respond to Jesus with faithfulness? Even when it doesn't feel like anything's happening in your life, even when it feels like it's been forever since there's been a change, will you be faithful? He will fill you with joy. One last group of characters I want to mention are Mary and Joseph. 
I'd like to throw them in. They are so close to the Christmas story that I actually think Mary and Joseph sometimes get a little bit overlooked, at least in the context that we're talking about today. Because I'm talking about people's reactions to Jesus. We hear about Mary, we hear about Joseph, we hear what they do. We think about their reaction because their reaction to Jesus is basically a word, yes. Their reaction to Jesus is saying yes to God. Jesus entering their life changed their world forever. They went from being respectable pillars in the community to the gossip of the town. And that was a lifetime change. I like these words by Timothy Keller as he describes Mary and Joseph. He says, so what did it mean for Joseph and Mary to accept the word of the Lord to say, we embrace the call and receive this child. We'll accept whatever comes with it. What did it take for them to literally have God with us in their midst? And what does it take to be with him? The text answer is courage and a willingness to do his will no matter what. When the angel said to Joseph, marry her, he was saying, if Jesus comes into your life, you're going to be rejected. You'll have to kiss your stellar reputation goodbye. And he married her. Surely some of Joseph's friends said, why in the world did you marry her? Either you did that or she was unfaithful to you. And can you imagine Joseph trying to tell them the truth? Oh, I can explain. She's pregnant through the Holy Spirit. We learned about it from the angels. The truth wasn't something his friends would understand, and therefore, they would always think ill of him. Mary and Joseph said yes to God at great personal cost to themselves. And when we follow Jesus, it should be a lifetime of saying yes to God. And when we say yes, it's going to often result in our families and our neighbors getting frustrated with us. So, how are you responding to Jesus? When you think of Jesus at Christmas time, is it just a holiday tradition and nothing more? Is, is his story just an interesting story? Is he just a good man or teacher? Each character we've talked about today had a moment that could have stopped them from meeting Jesus, stopped them from responding to him. The shepherds, They were of low position. They felt rejected. Why bother receiving? The Magi, their knowledge that Jesus was beyond reason, their wealth could have gotten in the way. Herod, he lets himself stand in the way of receiving Jesus. Simeon and Anna, a lifetime of waiting could have gotten in the way. Anna could have said, I'm 84 years old. It's never happened yet. Why should I believe the Messiah now? Mary and Joseph, it could have been public shame that stopped them from saying yes to God. Christmas is about remembering the arrival of Jesus. His arrival changed the world, and because of that, we can now meet God. Will you let yourself meet with him today? Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you for sending your son Jesus, that he would be born in human flesh, walk this earth as we have walked, be tempted as we are tempted, feel happiness, feel joy, feel sorrow just as we have. Thank you that you sent your son Jesus to take our sin, to open the door to heaven for us, to bring forgiveness to us. Lord, 
I pray now for those listening that they would meet with you in a special way today. Whatever may hinder them from coming to Jesus, they would put aside so they could encounter not just baby Jesus, because he's a babe no more, but King Jesus, the risen Christ, the King of all creation. Help us to know and worship and enjoy his presence. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Go with Jesus. Merry Christmas.